Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out this week's episode of O. Jeremiah Talks. This week, Aaron and I talk about the legend that is John Mayer and the impact he had on me as a high school kid auditioning for The Wizard of Oz. There's more to that, I promise. We talk about the TV show The Office and how much you love it, how much we love it, and everyone universally loves that show. And we try to decide whether or not I'm actually a Star Wars fan. And I know that sounds very uh, weird, but um, I think it's it's an interesting topic to discuss as much as I thought I was a Star Wars fan. And I'm kind of like peeling back the onion uh, on whether or not that's true. And if you want to go deeper into this conversation, go to our Patreon page. It's ojeremiahtalks.com or look us up on Patreon. And if you subscribe, there is a whole bunch more to this conversation. We talk about growing up in the South. We talk about um, my dad uh, growing an alligator uh, that he caught in his pond. Not a joke. So, uh, there's much more. And if you, if you've ever wondered, Hey, what's the best way to support an artist right now? It's probably Patreon. So if you feel like, uh, doing that, we would really appreciate it. But this week, OG my talks about John Mayer, the office in star Wars. Let's go. day. Hey, Jeremiah. A rare night episode. I love you. A a very rare night recording of our podcast. We haven't done this in a minute. I think it's because we're about to go on vacation and we're doing this one before we go on vacation. Feeling twinkly. Feeling twinkly a little bit. So how (laughs) do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about your day at all before we jump in? Uh, Your hair is in a very nice bun. Thank you. You're a little bit dressed up for a pandemic. This is called the third day bun. As in, I haven't washed my hair in three days. I, my goal over one of my goals over quarantine was to develop develop a couple of new hairstyles for dirty hair, and this is the only one that seems to work because I have a weird cowlick situation that happens in the back, and if it's not covered up, it does not work. I'm having a hard time not pointing out how weird it was the way you said develop. It was hard. It to was say. hard. It was hard. Well, it was hard Can for I, me because you hate whenever I like to correct nitpick. Me. It's not correcting. I like you, to enjoy misspeaking. Well, it's really frustrating because, like, I know you know what I'm trying to say, and you still want to like go back and like talk about it again. And that's and that's the code we have. I forgot to we, tell you something. Go ahead. I was uh, a part of a Zoom call just now, and they started talking about shaving your head, and like the guy that was talking was like yeah i mean i'm not quite ready for like full razor but maybe one day it's like slow progress i literally unmuted my microphone for one time in the hour and it was only to say <clears throat> in honor of jeremiah i feel like he'd say just go ahead and shave it <laughs> that's very and true. then i muted my mic and that's all i said the entire evening yes Do you i feel loved I, I feel loved i'm very pro go big that's, razor i know that's yeah. very clear but i, I wish I'd i wish dollar shave club would let me be an ambassador to their brand sure because i have walked up to bald strangers no i'm I, or no no there's a difference between going bald and being bald and the dudes that are clinging to those last seconds of maybe it'll grow back mm-hmm. i will go up to them and just be like listen man yeah. We'd both be better off. And that's off. why I said that for you. Yeah. That's very that's I very thought you would of. appreciate that I brought you up in that way. That does mean I feel very loved. I feel very known. Yeah. So I would be remiss if I did not read the one note you gave me from last week, which says, hey, Bale. We we talked a lot about Tinkle on the last episode. Oh. 
and you told me to make a note, and this is me being as official podcasting. You want that urine story? I, I mean, I know the story. I think it's a fun story. Okay. I think you should go ahead and right update the people. Oh, go right ahead, now. Okay. In. So I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. and Which is nice because that's where we're heading tomorrow. This all ties in. It really ties in. I hope I pee on you there. Whoa, um, what a weird attack. Well, that's... No one was asking for it. Okay. Go ahead. It's Okay. So grew up on a farm. My dad had a lot of tractors. As a kid, I was known for <laughs> a lot of things. But specifically, whenever I had friends come over, my mom would tell me stories of like they would be sitting in the kitchen and then all of a sudden they look in the back through the back window and they would see like two like butts hanging from the open space of the tractor like not behind the wheels but but the middle part and like I was teaching my friend how to use the bathroom outside because I'm like why go inside whenever you can just go outside which is my motto for sure outside is your bathroom I have that on a bumper sticker yeah so like I I did that probably until about third grade whenever this one incident happened and that my sister and I were playing outside and we were highly allergic to hay, but we still played in it anyway. We thought whenever dad got like a trailer full of hay, it was just like... Do you get red splotchies? Tons of red splotchies. Mm. And we'd get a... Mom would... you. It looks almost like you get a mosquito bite. Yeah, like, like lots red, of them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and I remember taking like the no, no. I remember taking like a bath after, and mom being like, "Oh, I can't believe you girls got in the hay again." But we'd be like, "Worth it." But I don't know why we loved it so much because it would itch like a mofo. Mm. And so, anyways, but we were playing in these hay bales because dad brought a trailer home of it. We were stoked there, and then there's a mysterious hay bale like missing in the middle of one of in the stack, and we we're like. Is that our fortress? For sure. It's like a it's like an already built hay fortress. Mm. We didn't have to do any of the work for that fort. Do you mean that hay bailed? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I don't know. I tried to hold that no, in, no, but it I w- couldn't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. great, but I really did. Okay, that was okay, a very okay, charitable okay, okay, laugh. Okay, okay. So anyways, so w- mom and dad had some unexpected company stop by, and we got to the point in the evening where in our fortress where we were like, oh, man, I have to pee so bad, but I don't want to go inside at all. Oh, it's so annoying. Well, because outside is our bathroom, we were like, why don't we just go outside? And we were like past the point of like, like maybe we're too young for this, but we'll do it anyway. So I think I was like, like seven or eight or something like that. And so my sister goes first and she we decide to pee down into the fortress hole. So my sister goes first. All of this is her fault, okay? And then she climbs down in the fortress and is like, okay, Erin, you, <clears throat> you can go. Like, that is 1,000% her fault. Wait, because what, what, I'm sorry. Wait. I don't remember it being such a weird thing for your sister to climb into the hole and be like, okay, I'm ready for you to go now. Why did... A couple of things. Why did she crawl down in the hole? Knowing Why? it was officially the pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the I know the fortress I don't of think urine. She didn't have a ton of foresight, and then um, and so I can't aim where it goes. Okay, I'm lucky to not get it all over my legs. Okay, okay. So I pee in the fortress, and it gets all over Alex like a waterfall, like like a like, waterfall, like legitimately like. Like, she's, like, blocking her face and just being like, stop, 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 stop. And you wanted to say, and I, I told you. No, I didn't. 
I didn't tell her. I didn't know. I didn't. Neither one of us saw it coming. We must have been younger than that. Knowing so, you the way that I know you, yeah. I know that your sister would have jumped into the fortress, said, go ahead, girl, go ahead, get down. Yeah. And then you would have peed on her as you were told to. Yeah. And then you would have felt horrible. Oh, I no, don't worry. She got her revenge for me because I was such a sucker. She was like, well, I have pee all over my clothes now because of you. You will change clothes with me before we go inside. And so I did. That's some twisted stuff. And so I ended up wearing my own pee clothes. Wow. But my sister's. That's really tough. Yeah, that was a... Um, I thought that'd be a funny story, but now it's just kind of sad. Yeah, it, t- it took a turn there. For for sure, it took a turn there. So if you're... Yep, there's that I one. Think, I think this will be the last time urine comes up on the podcast. I'm hoping so. Because mm-hmm. we've definitely... We've, you're the one that brought it up last time about your nightmare... About your, about, your, about your dreams. Yeah, it is the only thing that we have done thematically in this new format, though. So hopefully. For anyone that listened last week, just so you know, Jeremiah literally asked me... In order to post about the podcast, he was like, "Do we have like a, do we have like a like a trough situation I can take a picture with?" And I was like, "No, we don't have a trough in our apartment." He was trying trying to like make a joke about the. I'm always it trying. Creative, to, it's it's called it's called branding. This look week it up. I'll look for a hay bale. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that we will. That's going to be possible. We We're going to pass a, a hay bale for sure. We'll pass a few. There will be plenty to to take pictures <laughs> with. So. Very, very soaked about the holidays. We're leaving tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. We're go- uh, Well, Brad, when you're listening to this, we will be done with the holidays. We're going to see family. And this is the first time we've really significantly left the house since the pandemic. Since the beginning of March. Since the beginning of March. Where we were also with family. Yes. And we're I'm just trying to make sure we see everyone. Trying to see. We've packed road snacks so that way we don't have to get out anywhere. We have... You're welcome. You're, I am welcome. You're right. We also have uh, wipes for when we have to stop and get gas on the trip. So that way we can uh, wear our mask, wipe our hands and the pump, and then we'll be just as healthy doing as Doing everything we can. Doing everything we can. Noodles has a mask. I'm just kidding. How would she look in a mask? Probably oh, amazing. so cute. She's perfect. She's flawless. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get out for a little bit. Bad it, news. What? We want to go to the beach. Is it closed? No, there is a lightning bolt ever every single day next week. So, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've considering how much we used to travel. I say used; it was like four months ago. But we we used to be gone how, all, the all the time, time, like at least twice a month. I'm very surprised you and I handled it so well in the moments of being locked in, trying to like enjoy that time. I'm surprised we are we are doing really well. Yeah, I think it's because we're trained, because we're in the car together for like six hours a day. That element, yeah, but like sometimes at night we get bored. Yeah, we definitely get bored. I have I've added a Nintendo Switch to the cart like three times a week. Stop. Just I know I if we blessed up from Stop. a Nintendo Switch, no, or from a Wii to a Switch, I feel like we no. would wild out. So I we're gonna be at your it. brother's house this weekend. We'll play all the Mario Party that you want. And I think after and that, you're going to be like, we have to have one of these. No, I'll be like, cool, we got it out of our system. Also, at the beginning of quarantine, I was waking up at like 9.30, 10. And now you're and waking now up, I've at gotten like up at like 1 or 2 p.m. What were you going to say? <laughs> no, I feel like I'm getting up at like 8 or 8.30 now, which is like good for me. Because, yeah, because I have no thing, reason to wake up. Well, you know why? My, but I just do it on my own. It's because this is like 
we're to the point where it, at the beginning of pandemic, it felt like a vacation. It did. Now and it's now regular it, life. Now it feels like, oh, this is normal. It's regular life. So you wake up and you're like getting in the routine of like, well, now I've got to do this. I know. So it's like legitimately like that's one of the things we have to do. I know. But I, there, I mean, I, I do think that it's getting it's getting easier to deal with every day as far as like, you know, we, we've never had a problem like hanging out. You know, I am very, we, we, we talked about this. We were always so worried what we would do with noodles on the road. I know, so worried about that. And then we were like, oh, we have to get a van. We have to get a camper, whatever, whatever. And we almost bought a camper or we almost bought a van Yeah. before all this happened. And I'm very thankful we waited. Me too. So we can just kind of like see where this is going to go. I know. But noodles has enjoyed the time together. So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start the music theme song. I'm going to start right now. Good. I'm really proud of you. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Music. Nice. So I, I thought it would be really fun. I've been, ever since I got the new guitar, I got a, that Fender Stratocaster Life. Hello. Mm-hmm. Jojo, my girl. I have been so into electric guitar again. And I have played like I first did whenever I was learning guitar in high school. And practicing feels... It took you a little bit to get into it, though, since you bought it. Well, I had to get it set up. What was up with that? I had to get it set up. What was it? Are you sure? Yep. Yeah. And I f- so, like, whenever you get get a guitar and you... Like, whenever I got it, it legitimately, like, buzzed louder than it would sound because of the, you know, it just needed to get set up. Okay. Yeah. As soon as I got it back from getting set up. And I also had to get it set up twice because of the first time it Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah you're take. right. It seems like you've had it for a while, but you've only only had it for, like, a month, right? Yeah. I don't know why you're attacking me. I'm not attacking you. It feels like it. I love you. Sorry, it feels like an attack. But as soon as I plugged that thing in to my amp, I felt like a kid again playing music. Yeah. And it made me go back to the guy that made me fall in love with electric guitar, Jonathan Mayer. Jonathan Oswald Mayer. I don't know what his middle name is. Did you say it like that? I don't know what his middle name is. But I remember, did you ever go through a John Mayer phase? Because I feel like everyone our age went through a John Mayer phase, at least a little bit. I didn't. Did you not? I know, I was not listening. When when I say John Mayer, what do you think of? Like, song-wise. Your body is a... See, that's, that's classic. Like, well, when I... when well, this, is how, this is how much I don't know him. And you know this story already. We were playing one of my favorite games ever, Fishbowl. Oh my gosh, I love I love this story. We were playing that game Fishbowl and like if you Explain don't know what it, Fishbowl just is. a really quick this one this one I'm doing. If you don't know <laughs> what it is, uh basically you give everyone a few strips of paper, however long you want the game to last essentially, and you put down literally whatever you want on those strips of paper that to be used for the game, like a like um a subject, a ver like literally it could be like one time someone put my cousin's pinky or a fart I did last month or or it could be The Office. Every Dwight. time I've played the game, someone used the clue The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk, yeah. On every... It's whatever you do. Blank. And so anyways, you use the strips of paper, the material that you've created for the game in three different rounds, one of which is um, kind of like a taboo where you describe it with words except using the words, obviously, in your teammates' guess. And then the second round, you act it out. And then the third round, you're only allowed to use one word to describe the clue. So anyways, this one particular night of fishbowl, I forgot. I think we were with Bryson and Rachel. 
in their in their their duplex in Jackson. Do you remember this? Yeah, Bryson used to uh, tour playing keys with us. Yep. And as a joke, Bryson put Josh Mayer instead of John Mayer as one of the clues. Okay. Okay. And so I'm. It, it stresses me out really bad whenever I get a clue that I don't know. Like that makes me feel really like in um like like the the least competent person in the room. Like I you hate only that get feeling. One pass. And, you, well, and that pass is sacred. It, it's different. You, I most of the time I play, you don't get a pass. So you oh, have do to, you not? You okay. just have to flounder. So, anyways, um, I am pull, and you're going really fast, and so I'm like, I'm like crushing it. I'm flying through, and it's we're in the first round of like describing the clues, and so I put, I draw Josh Mayer, and I know obviously it's a joke on John Mayer, and that's all I know, and so I'm like. It's a really popular singer, and his last name has looks like it's the same, but his first name is actually put as Jeremiah's brother, his his oldest brother, and also he sings that song like "Put Up a Parking Lot." And then Bryson was like, "What? Like yeah, you? Like and I everyone... know the answer is John Mayer, but even now I'm like, is that the answer? Because that is such a bad clue. <laughs> it was the worst clue, and I was trying so. I, and then I, y'all were like, Aaron, who do you think John Mayer is? Yeah. And I was like, I don't really know. I don't know. Even... Like I like I knew, right? Yeah. But babe, it's no joke. Like we always talk about how whenever I first met you, like I did not know pop culture at all." Yeah, every uh, every artist to you was Beyonce. I truly did not. I did not listen to anyone. Yeah, and and that's that's wonderful. Like I, you've you've definitely come a long way. Like I'll walk in now and you'll be like learning a Maggie Rogers song. Like, I've come so far. You come so far, and I think because I did not grow up listening to any of. That. And not only that, we met your last year in music school. My the first year after music school for me, yeah, and you legitimately don't have space to listen to popular music when you're in music school. Well, the only popular music I listened to, like a friend of mine, like made me a a mixtape, a CD thing, like of of like his favorite music. That was the only time I'd ever heard of anyone. That's whenever I first heard of like Damien Rice, right? Um, that's literally the only name I can think of from that CD. But like th- my knowledge of that was just like so slim and I also I didn't listen to anything but classical music for probably three years of my life in college which was a very pivotal time of like developing your taste in music yeah and high school was too and all I listened to was Christian music because I thought that's what I was supposed to and then I also only owned a Nora Jones album and an Ella Fitzgerald and Nat King Cole Hmm. and my sister passed those down to me and I didn't really do any I didn't do any looking outside of that. Oh, the Parent Trap soundtrack that was on repeat. That was on repeat. You're yeah. burning a hole in it. I, I. It's funny you bring up like pivotal moments of like defining your taste in music, and that's why John Mayer is so uh, significant to me because before John Mayer, it was only pop punk for me. Yeah. So I had. I know. Yeah. I had a Mark Hoppus signature bass. I I wore Hurley T-shirts shorts so long they looked like pants and then tube socks and i had a skateboard but i didn't know how to skateboard and i i grew up in mississippi where there's not even that much concrete so like there was no place to skateboard and i just remember i was auditioning to be the scarecrow in the wizard of oz and 
Continuum came out, and I bought it on CD. Was that the first time you got into him? That was the first time I got into him. What because, album was that for him? That was his third album. How many does he have now? He has a, a gazillion. But mm-hmm. I, because when I listened to John Mayer, it would be no such thing or why Georgia. And I'm like, this is so lame. And then he came out with heavier things and it just missed me. Like I saw it on playing in like smoothie shops and stuff. And I like, didn't think anything about it, but he came out with continuum. Mm -hmm. And the song that blew my mind was slow dancing in a burning room because it just like the, the electric guitar was super dope. It was like a, like a slow song and it just like, it felt different. It felt like something new to me. But he covered on that record, Bold as Love, which is a Jimi Hendrix song. Okay. And I remember being like, how does one, how did John Mayer write this song? This song's insane. Oh, so it blew you away. It blew me away. It wasn't even a John Mayer song. It was a Jimi Hendrix song. Oh, uh, I, w- I will say, even though whenever you met me, like, I did not know his music, I knew his voice. And that's so different because, like, I, like I'm but, not even that big of a fan of his voice. Right. I'm not saying that, though. I'm saying the fact that, like, he was so big that even me, so sheltered in the music that I listened to, could recognize his voice. Right. I think... that. Do you know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. Like how I think my, that's a level of stardom. Like how my mom knows who the name Taylor Swift. Yes. Kind of the same vibe. Like, it, you, once you get so big, your grandmother starts asking about hey, it. It's so big. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so big. But... I just I I went to see him. I paid one hundred and fifty dollars on eBay to get two tickets to take my girlfriend to go see John Mayer on that tour, mm-hmm. and I left a changed man. And he where came out, did he play? He played in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, in the Pelham, I guess Pelham, uh, at the amphitheater there, and Ben Folds opened for him. And I was in the fifth row. He hit me in the face with a guitar pick. No. And then the girl in front of me caught it. So I got it bounced off of your head and landed into her arms in the forehead. He flicked it out. Seriously. Which was like a cool thing. Guitar players do. They're like, here you go, ladies and bald dudes. And then like hit me directly in the forehead. Felt the girl looked at me, laughed and grabbed the pick and didn't even offer to give it to me. Oh, I bet she didn't even play guitar. One of my biggest fears in like being in a big crowded area, like is being COVID like something. No, like something hitting me. Like, whenever you oh. go to a concert and, like, they start bouncing that stupid beach ball, I just want to punch whoever started that in the face. I and also, to, if you're at, like, a baseball game and there's I went a threat of, like, a ball hitting you. Jacksonville, Be- Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. To see the Warp Tour in the ninth grade. Okay. This was the year before I got John Mayer. So, I was... It was the before start... Before you got picked in the head? Before I got picked. Well, this... I mean, this... I don't know if this what is how the story's going to land. Uh, I went to see... It was no effects. It's gonna be great. It was, uh, it was the starting line, Fallout Boy. It was like a pop punk dream boat. Okay. And Warp Tour is this big outdoor festival, and it's all like seventeen year olds. It sounds kind of stressful. It was well, I don't. They don't do it anymore. I don't think. But oh. I took my my parents took me and my girlfriend to it, different girlfriend, and we're at the show. We're in the sea of children. And they start throwing the beach balls and like no. the beach balls are going back and forth, whatever. And it's like, fine. Like we, we're all having beach balls. And then Why the beach balls turned into t-shirts balled up. So we're like, we we're throwing t-shirts. This is great. And then they start throwing full cans of Red Bull. Like, like they open the top and just throw it to see the trail of the Red Bull. 
and it's like missiles throughout the thing. Uh, my girlfriend got hit in the temple by a full can of Red Bull from a football field away. Like we saw it coming. <laughs> it was one of those things that where you're is... like, we're both doomed. That like we were in all of the projectile coming towards us. We watched it destroy her forehead, and then she laid on the ground, like flat on the ground. Did she? Did it knock her over? No. It. I mean, she she hit it, started crying immediately, and then I'm looking at her like, I I couldn't protect you from that. I'm I'm terrible. And then she laid on the ground for the entire Fallout Boy set, like, and then when she got up. Like she got up, ate some like cheese fries, and then like rallied, and then was good. Were her were your mom and dad with you for that? No, we, like they didn't come in. They stayed at a hotel. They dropped us off at the festival, and then we like Jeremiah. You was, didn't try to take her back. I was I was so mesmerized. You were like I was wrapped up. She in, literally got pegged in the head, and she you got said pegged. And I'm you not said, talking about like and you, I'm no, no, dramatic. No, no, babe, I know, but you said hey. Why don't you just stay lay lay in the ground? No, and I'm gonna finish. We're gonna we're not gonna leave until this band well, is done. Yeah, I moshed a little bit while she was on the ground. It's fine, but I. Do you hear what you did? No, no. I I saw it coming, and it was one of those things where like, oh, that's not gonna hurt anybody. That's fine. That's oh, all, my, oh my god. And then and then it smashed. That's her. my fear. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, I think that that's a good of, fear. That kind of stuff happens all the time, maybe, and I hate that. Yeah, that's a good fear. But anyway, oh so I goodness. see John Mayer and I fall in love with seeing an artist interact with a crowd. And he comes out with an album after Continuum called Where the Light Is, which is a live album. And I'm a big just admirer of someone that can come out with a great live album. That live album is better than any other John Mayer record. I don't listen to John Mayer's studio recordings anymore. Like he's got New Light and whatever. Where was the live album recorded? Uh, Los Angeles. Los okay. Angeles. Okay. And it was over like three nights. There's a DVD of it that I think you can. Uh, so I had the DVD. I don't, I think you I can watch like, some of it on YouTube. I cannot believe she got pegged in the head with the Red Bull. She really did. And, and it I was, was just, just like, I felt so bad, but also like the starting line leave. was playing. Yeah. And it was just like really hard for me. Oh. I was trying. And you know what's funny is I think I was even like, why now? They're just about to start. But because I think everyone was just getting bored before the set. Yeah. And then they just started pelting each other with stuff. And it was someone yards away in a sea of people. I couldn't go oh, scold them or beat them up. Sure, because it sounds like you definitely would have with the fact that you just left her in the grass. That's That does not align with my character. Okay. I, just, I reject that premise. I'm sorry. So anyway, I've been... And the last thing I want to say about John Mayer, because this is way too much time talking about John Mayer. I had a falling out with him because after Continuum, I felt like his music got worse and worse and worse. Jeremiah. No, I... Let me get to where I'm going. I know. But I had this, like, after he came out with New Light, it made me revisit. Like, I was like, well, I used to love him so much. Was I wrong? But I went back to Continuum and Where the Light Is. And I learned that he is just our, gen one of our generation's, like, guitar legends. Yeah. And Even I know that. Yeah. And I just forgot that he is incredibly talented at music. And he deserves the reputation he has as a musician. And I've went back and learned some of those solos over quarantine just to like feel those feelings again. Gotta be honest. It, it definitely like lives up for me. John Mayer, man. Oh man. I, I would say my favorite songs by him are belief, slow dancing still. I just love that song so much. Yeah. And, uh, 
off of his battle studies record. He has one that was on, um, what's it called? It's called um, Heartbreak Warfare. That's what it is. It was on the tip of my tongue. That's a great song, too. So, John Mayer. Since, uh, do you want to do, do you want to cue, I, I, I think, my goal is that we're going to have music for each different segment. What's going to happen? <clears throat> It'll happen. You think so? Yes, I know so. I think if you cue it, I'll, I will be, like, can you do, can you just impromptu do one? Of a transition? Yeah, yeah. What are we transitioning to in TV? TV. This is the wedding march song. I don't know. Can you delete this? No, no, that's got that's definitely staying in there. This is the wedding song. That may be that may be the forever transition to the TV thing. I don't think it should be. Also, nope. So I, I used to look down on rewatching shows. Because I used to be like pretentious when it came to TV shows. Yeah, you were like, why are you just, why are you watching Gilmore Girls again? Well, my thing with Gilmore Girls. P.S. We're talking about that one week and you can't stop it. No, no. I think you're going to have to sit down and make me watch your favorite Gilmore Girls episode. (gasps) Yes. But, but I get to use that same token because I want you to watch the Brendan Fraser episode of Scrubs. Babe, I watch all of your favorite TV. So I think we... You watch the Brendan Fraser episode of Scrubs. Deal. I'll watch a Gilmore Girls episode, Deal. and we will have we will do it a week later. Here's the thing, though: I don't start rewatching Gilmore Girls until about like August. Okay, so that'll give me a, that'll give me some time because to, that's whenever I start to have hope for fall. Yeah, and that and that show reeks of fall. It reeks of it, but it also they they talk so fast. I don't. There are so that, many that, words that, in that show. That's not a good. No, that is a good. It's a skill. It's not a. skill. Why do you act like it's a complaint for you? We're going to talk about that coming soon. And we okay. Could, but the pandemic has shown me that rewatching. It's okay to rewatch. And not only is it okay, it's it's helpful because I forget how much tension you get the first time you watch a show and there's a cliffhanger. Like I yes. remember the time we watched Stranger Things after tour. We came home from tour, watched Stranger Things in one sitting. We yes. Gobbled we ordered it up. a little Caesar's pizza and we watched, we ate the whole pizza and watched it all until like five o'clock in the morning. Yes. And it's because every episode ends with this cliffhanger where someone is about to get murdered or something. And you're like, I have to know. I'm so stressed out. Whatever. But if you've seen the show already, you're like, oh, it's like that's actually a puppy dog on the other end of the door. And they think it's a monster. And I I could just go to sleep. And it's comforting. And it's comforting. And at the beginning of Pandemic, it felt like we got nothing but bad news. In the middle of Pandemic, it felt like we got nothing but bad news. You need some comfort. You need some comfort food. I need Comfort the Kentucky TV. Fried Chicken of television. Yep, and that I need is, it. and that's been the office. The office since since we got married, since we were dating, since it's always, always been the office. So I would like us to go down memory lane. I didn't know the office a ton before I met you. I was just not plugged into regular life before I met you. Yeah, and honestly, it always feels like I'm playing catch up. And I, if I can be totally vulnerable, a lot of times whenever we're with friends and like we're talking about like what kind of stuff we've grown up like into, like I feel super left out. Yeah, um, you've. Uh, it's hard for me to relate, and I also don't have anything to contribute, and so I feel like my voice in the, and it doesn't matter because it 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 doesn't relate to anything that y'all have to say, and it's hard. No, and I totally hear that. I totally get that, and I know that that does suck, but I, I also feel like, 
your takes on stuff that we do. Like, I remember, oh my gosh, I remember we watched, I watched the entire series of Game of Thrones in three weeks to catch up before it ended. And you watched one episode. Yeah. It was, you watched the episode in the, like the la- the second to last episode of the entire series. And we were at a group, we were at a friend's house and we were like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you think that symbolized? Whatever. And then you went, well, I actually think it's an illustration of Burger Erga Erga. And I was like, Aaron, you're embarrassing me. Like, you've watched one episode of this. What, Please was don't. I joking? Why did I do no, that? No, you were 100% serious. And everyone in the room was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, have I even been watching this show? That was like, I'm kind of like so far from what I thought it was. I'm be. embarrassed that I did that because I remember... Yeah, with the final ending of like who ended up on the throne. Yeah. I was like, well, what wasn't because I saw the first episode. I was like, well, wasn't he technically like metaphorically like throned in the first episode by being put in a wheelchair? And everybody was like, oh my God, she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was really stupid though. Yeah. Thank you for validating me in that way. But um, yeah, but The Office is something well, that the I Well, The Office do is something like that I we have. really connected on. And I think that's also why I love Gilmore Girls so much is because I, I, ha- I, I watched that growing up. So it's a part of... I can contribute to that conversation yeah. in that way. The Office, I oh no, I have a great story of the first episode of The Office I watched. I was hoping you'd tell the story. And I know it's the story. still my favorite episode. Yep. So it's the best episode. I was whenever you're a music major, you have um, you have a few options for what like appreciation course you have to take in college, and so I was either allowed to do like a dance appreciation or theater, and I. Like I had done, like I had grown up in like some dance lessons. And so I felt like I had like an appreciation for that because like in another life, I always thought that it would be really awesome if I was a ballet dancer. Like I always thought that was like the most amazing thing. And so I was like, well, I don't have enough appreciation for theater because I don't super understand it. And you know how much I kind of despise acting because it's just hard for me. Yeah. And I was like, I might as well just like throw myself in that, which is ambitious, but whatever. So all that to say, we were learning about plot and the climax of a moment and character development, yada, all this, all this stuff. And he's like, I want to show y'all an episode of a TV show that, that does like a really good job of this. And so I'm in a room full of like 25 college students and a lot of us had never seen it before. And he shows us the episode of the office where Michael grills his foot on the George Foreman grill. And that is one of the best episodes. You don't have to have any, because I didn't, we didn't have any context for who any of these people were. None. And we still were able to fully enjoy that. And so there's nothing better than like, because we were all like learning about the plot. He didn't tell us if it was funny. He didn't, he didn't give us any preface for like what to expect in this episode. And we cracked up so much. And so my introduction to The Office was so awesome because we depicted it. We like studied it and we just like were laughing so much at it. And then I went, um, I lived with my sister at the time and I went home and I was like, Alex, oh my goodness, guess what show I just watched. And like, it's going to be, it's so good. I think you would really like it. And she's like, Aaron, I watch that like every week that it comes out. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious? Because this is amazing, and I'd never really known. And um, I, I got in. Yeah. I got in on season four because 
The what first year was any of this? Do you know? No, I have no clue. I definitely, yeah. I, I started watching it week to week in season four. And the first time I tried to watch it, the first episode I ever watched was the episode with the watermark of the two cartoon characters doing it on a mm-hmm. piece of paper. Yeah. That's a weird episode. It's a weird episode to start with. Yeah. And also I, like I saw it with one other person and they weren't laughing because they had seen it a million times. And I did not think it was funny. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, this I like this is just I remember this, thinking this is like artsy because it's like like reality TV, but not. It was so different. Yeah. I just didn't get the jokes. And then I, I go to this party and they say it's an office party. And I thought it was like someone's office was having a party, but they were literally watching the office yeah. as a party. And it was the episode of Did I Stutter with Stanley. Yeah. And I didn't laugh the first 15 minutes because I did not think it was funny. But the room teaching me when to laugh with that what show yeah. was what made me realize, oh my gosh, the show is, is really yeah, funny. Yeah, that's, that's, I had that experience like instantly. Yeah, because it's really hard whenever like it's an awkward show. Because that's, that's one of the more awkward episodes because Stanley yells at Michael. And I'm like, why is this funny? And they're like, that's what this show is. And they're like showing me the bits, whatever. And I don't know, like maybe you can make the argument that you shouldn't have to teach people what the jokes are. But as soon as I saw it, I could not get enough of it. Well, and another thing is that like, aside from Gilmore Gilmore Girls, I literally never really watched like a ton of like shows that weren't Disney (laughs) growing up. Right. Like I was like super like sheltered with that and so the office was the first time that i really like besides gilmore girls like got into a series and then i remember like a year after i saw that first episode i met you and that a year after that then i moved out on my own and i had an apartment to myself and i remember i didn't have a tv no i had this like little baby tv and i was like well i don't know like like, I, I didn't have, like, a streaming service at the time, right? Like, I don't think those existed then. No, I don't think they did. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to pay for, like, cable. Like, what am I going to do? that was whenever you did the mail-in Netflix thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, so what am I going to do? And you were like, well, my family has all these DVDs. Like, there's a lot missing of, like, some Office DVDs of some seasons if you want to watch them. And so I would put those just on repeat whenever I lived alone just to have some noise in the background. Yeah. I would sometimes even like fall asleep to it. Yeah. And I think may, and and I want to say it's a growing up Southern because like if you wanted to go to town, you would have to drive 30 minutes. So a lot of the time you were just like, well, I'm just going to stay home. But having DVDs, because they would have like five episodes each. Yeah. I would even be like, I can't find the next disc. I'm just going to rewatch these again. And those people felt like my friends. Yes. Like the characters in the office felt like my people. Totally. Because I, yeah, living alone was like way lonelier than I expected, obviously. Yeah. But I needed something to be on repeat. So you gave me those DVDs and those were kind of a game changer Yeah, those for that s- season in my life. And I even like they have um, and the what is what is the home screen called besides the home screen? No, it was the home screen. The home screen had like. Oh, the DVD menu. It had the audio of like one scene from yep. that season in the background. Yep. And. I could I could recall all of those to you Me because too. I it would was be season like season three and it's Andy being like wait for the onion 
from whenever they're at uh, the hibachi place because oh, yeah. i can picture it too yeah, yeah and uh whenever jim is learning how to pe- play ping pong yep that's another scene but or whenever uh the bat is in the bag with kelly yeah there's so because i would i would be like cooking or something and i couldn't go hit play so i would just let that go on go on in the background so yeah i have it like comforting was definitely what that show was for me yeah and i think that we all deserve some good comfort food right now and the office is just it's just so good. They did they did such a good job. Um I got told a lot in college that I looked like Pam. You still get that. I haven't gotten it in a while. Do you ha- no? I haven't, no. Okay. Um whenever my hair is curly sometimes cuz I have like that weird kinky curly you that got she that had. You got that a bunch when we first season. started touring. Yeah, one time my violin professor who had never talked to me about anything other than violin. Like literally that was all of our co- obviously. But I came in, I was getting ready for my recital. And so I came in and I, I, pl- I performed like a whole concerto for him, like all three movements. And I, like a good start to finish, 30 minutes of our lesson time. Okay. I finished playing. It's a workout. It's a deal. And I'm like, oh man, what's he going to say? Like, I, I worked really hard, but like, I just have no clue what he's going to say. Cause he was very silent for a long time and his arms were folded. And I was like, what the heck is he going to say? And he was like, has anyone ever told you that you look like Pam from the office? And I was like, what? And I was like, yes, Dr. Redfield. I've gotten that a few times. So yeah, it's been a while, but that always was funny to me. Uh, what was I going to tell you? Oh, who's your favorite character? Oh, good question. I mean, Steve Carell. Yeah, for sure. And they, you know, you see those YouTube like videos of like people like auditioning, like who else was up for that part? And Bob Odenkirk was over that part. He was, he's yeah. Saul, better call Saul. Yeah. I think he would have done a great job. Another guy that was up for it was um, the lead guy from the show Party Down. The uh, the boss. The boss from Party Down. Yeah. He would have done a great job, but no one could have done half of what Stephen Steve Carell did. Carell did. I know. I said Stephen Carell. Yeah. Like You've it been was saying a, long names yes. tonight. Uh, 100%. I, I think he's my favorite character as well. Yeah. I never really cared about the Jim and Pam dynamic because that a lot of people say that's what the show is. Oh, I cry every time something romantic happens to them. Yeah, and that's cool. That definitely that's like the marathon of the show. But to me, the thing that makes the show what it is is the parts that are clearly Steve improving or Michael improving. Oh, now that I know that, that's a game changer. So great. You didn't really watch the later episodes, but after Michael leaves the show, my favorite character became Nelly. Yeah, I've I thought never, she was so funny. I've never watched The Office all the way through. You need you need to. I've tried. No, no, no. We're going to do it together. And I actually, re- that's your new quarantine goal. Here, no, no. I love you. But we're we're yes. about to get to my new quarantine goal. No. But can I tell you what gets me? I try, I've tried several times. Robert California? No. He stresses me out. It's Stanley. Because okay. the episode after Michael leaves, Stanley is a completely different character. He goes from... Mind your business. To, uh, what's the, he says, uh, uh, stick it up your butt. He becomes a completely different character. Yeah, because I have a reason for that. No, no, go. Like, or in my mind I do. Stanley literally has a heart attack because of his stress in operating with Michael. Michael is gone. He's not stressed anymore. And so he's more of a playful person. I like that. 
that that lines up true with the show. I like that. I don't. Uh, no, that's pretty. That you're impressed no, with no, that answer. I'm impressed with that answer. I was not prepared for that answer, but I will say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say I will give it a shot. We're gonna do it together. We'll do it together. Uh, but here's my here's my hot take. My favorite season is season one. No, that's great. Here we go though. For me, yes. we have to start on season eight. Because if I get used to having Michael in the show, it's when he leaves, it's a different show. You cannot argue it's not a different show. Okay, fine. Then we'll do that. If if I don't it's feel the pain, the grief it. of losing Michael. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. We will start whenever he he's already gone. I love that. But we will finish it. I love that. That is my goal for you. Okay, so... My Stanley reasoning was very good. I know, you're so impressive. Okay, let's talk about the et cetera. Here we go. Uh, I need, we need to set the stage. some more music because I feel like what I did earlier was really solid. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hit him with the Star Wars theme? Keep going. This is it. Whenever I have you, the uh, violin solo music to that. I just bought it for my student. When you started the uh, the TV, I thought I was this, too. I thought you were about to bust into it. And I was like, I "What is I, happening?" I thought I was too. So also, the, I need you to delete any and all of that. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty stressed out about the no, wedding march that I. You'll be fine. Um, I started so last week. I talked about my quarantine goal being I want to watch The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. This sounds like it's going to be another TV. It's not. I it is. I started The Mandalorian tonight. You started it tonight? I started it tonight. I watched episode one. You get to Baby Yoda. That's not a spoiler. And also, no. I think we're just gonna have to succumb to having spoilers. But I I know said that. I know. I think if That's we're gonna do spo- if we're gonna do spoilers, life. we will say hey, here's your warning. Spoilers. If you have not seen the first episode of The Mandalorian, shut it down. Yes, but you see Baby Yoda. Whatever. Yeah. As I'm watching it, I found myself really, really bored. And I haven't seen it, so I can't contribute to this. I mean, it's everything that is Star Wars. It's very fun. It's very like spacey. There's a lot of a lot of people with Weird fish creatures. heads. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you get Baby Yoda, who is way cuter than I thought it was going to be. Freaking I knew he was coming. Adorable. But whenever he gets on screen, you're just like, oh my gosh, that is so cute. The memes that came with that little dude. Amazing. Worth I, it. Ugh. But here's my thing. I thought I was a huge Star Wars fan. I thought I was. And I learned, because I saw The Last Jedi, and I left being like, that is the best movie I've ever seen. I know. I loved The Last Jedi so much. You say that a lot. I do. Quick note for everyone listening. Jeremiah is a verbal processor. Anytime you hear him say, this is a disclaimer, I'm going to go into a voice. go ahead. Anytime you hear Jeremiah say on this podcast that it is the favorite of whatever he's just consumed in his life. This hurts my feelings. He is processing. He might not be telling his truth. He might just be wondering if that's true for him. So he'll say it out loud to test it. Well, my... My truth, I hate that term. I hate when people say my truth. Because I started it and I meant to say something else. But no, I was no. trying to give a disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And I, that, the disclaimer voice, very good. 10 Solid. out of 10. I'm I here lost for it. it. Yeah. No, no, it was great. I think, so I saw The Last Jedi. I loved every second of it. I saw it in theory, theaters three times. I loved it. And I left thinking, I am a Star Wars person. 
And then I told my mom and my dad, I'm like, hey, have y'all seen the new Star Wars? It's like pretty cool. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're a Star Wars kid now? And I'm like, no, no, I just liked The Last Jedi. Because I'd seen all of them as far as like, you know, seeing them. Once. Mm -hmm. The girl that got hit in the head with Red Bull, uh, I watched all six of them, all of the prequels in one day. So I watched four, five, six, one, two, and then that night we went to see three. And I was like, yeah, this is fine. I think this is this is cool. This is great. It felt like watching a Marvel movie to me. But when I saw The Last Jedi, I was like, this is what I what they've been promising me. That's clear. Yeah. Yeah, great. And then <laughs> I saw episode nine and I like left wanting my money back because I like hated it so much. Oh man. I know. And then like I will see people argue on Facebook about whether or not to wear a mask during COVID nineteen. And I won't say anything because I know there's no value in it. I will see. There's no value in arguing. There's no. Uh, there's no. Not in not yes, Thank you for. <laughs> thank you for double checking. Yeah. There's no value in arguing, and I will see people say things like the Nationals not the greatest band of all time, and I'll let it go because they're entitled to be wrong. There, it's that's that's their prerogative. You're being really sweet. But when someone posts, I know, babe, that the Last for Jedi reason, is the worst Star Wars, and you, for some reason, you jumped in. I jump in. I don't know, like, that is the hill I'm going to die on. Yeah. And I don't know why yeah, that is. Weird. You get very weird about it. And then watching The Mandalorian, I'm, like, not having a good time. But I realize what I think it is. Every true Star Wars fan hates The Last Jedi because it ruins everything that's built up, that Star Wars was building up to. That like, it, it does, totally goes like, against the Star Wars. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it goes against everything that Star Wars is, is about. Isn't Taika Waititi doing the next Taika one? Taika Waititi. Isn't he doing the yes, next one? Yes, and he's in the Mandalorian. That's amazing. Wait, he did, is he really? He well, in the episode one, he was the he was a droid's voice, really? and I I know I and love his I love him so much. Okay, and he so this is where I'm heading. So, Taika Waititi is directing the new Star Wars movie. You can't do that, Taika Waititi. No, that's how he says it. I'm I'm trying to say it like he says it because I say Taika Waititi, and no. he's <laughs> no, and he says Taika Waititi. That's how he says it. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to, he knows how to say his name. So I'm watching the Mandalorian and I realized like, Oh, I don't think I'm a star Wars fan as much as I'm just a fan of Ryan Johnson and the last Jedi. And, uh, shoot. I love Kylo Ren. What's his name? Oh, I love Adam. Driver Adam Driver. So much. You're a huge fan of him. I'm a huge, he's, he may be my favorite that's actor. A, that's a big part of it for it's you. It's a big part of it. Yeah. And, I love Ryan Johnson. He did Brick, which is one of my favorite movies. He did Knives Out, which is a movie that I cannot recommend high, highly enough. And that movie is just what I want a movie to be. It's like artistic. It's action. It's everything. It's funny. It's all these things. But I realized that like it's not a true Star Wars movie because it tries to reinvent Star Wars. And everybody's like, Star Wars is good the way it is. We don't need you to reinvent it. So I think I'm a Star Wars fan in the world that Ryan Johnson would have created. Okay. I can tell you're not having fun with this conversation. I, I, no, I'm fine. I'm having medium amount of fun. <laughs> I'm not having any fun with it. Let's okay. be honest. Okay. But I do appreciate your transparency because you went through a phase in our marriage, in our date, in our timeline of being together. You definitely went through a phase of like, guess what I'm about right now. I would call it the Star Wars era of Aaron and Jeremiah. 
it's in okay. my defense. No, no, no in no, my no, no, defense. No, no. Yes, there's nothing de- wrong with that. No, of course there's not. <laughs> but the reason why I thought I was a Star Wars fan was because as soon as I said I really like the Last Jedi, yes, I got my mom got me Star Wars Toms. I know. I got babe. shirts. I know. I know. It was like a lot of like your mom like leaning into that, which was really fun. But you did talk about it a great deal. Yes. And that's okay. You also, um, you also really got into this little dice game. Yes. We need to talk about that. Okay, so Star was, Wars Destiny was a big part of it. That consumed a good chunk of our finances. I think I was, re- I think I was really sad. Yeah, you... Because that was in the writer's block era for me. That was also whenever we were pretty new to Athens. So I got into this card game called Star Wars Destiny. Oh my goodness. And you bought... It's like Magic the Gathering, but you buy booster packs or whatever. It's only $3 the pack. I need some more dice. I I need some more cards. I think... Come on, let's go get them. I think I probably spent $300 on that game when it was all said and done. Yes, and you would always say, no, 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 babe. It's like, $3 is like nothing. I'm like, do you really realize how many times you've gotten that... And also anyone that, babe, anytime a family member or anyone was like a friend, like, hey, what do you think Jeremiah wants for a Christmas birthday? I'm like, get him a stupid pack of those freaking cards because I'm tired of buying them for him. Yeah. So you, your mom didn't buy you all of those. <laughs> you were definitely by choice into that. And, and that's okay. Yeah. My mom. That's okay. My mom expresses her love in buying us yeah, silly gifts. Very into it. And I got Star Wars in the mail like once a week for like four but months. But let's not forget who drove to the game shop every weekend and got a new pack of cards. Can I tell the story of the first time you and I saw uh, The no, Force Awakens? No. It's not very nice. It is so no- It is so funny and it is so cute. So you told me, you were like, oh my gosh, I loved Star Wars growing up. I mean, I, I have a lot of fond memories with it. Yes. A lot. And I really connected to the robes. Yes. And you were like, I got my grandma to make me Star Wars Jedi robes. Mm-hmm. I just, I loved it so much. I loved Empire Strikes Back. I just loved all of it. I don't it even just, think I knew that phrase. Yeah. yeah. You were just like, I'm actually a big Star Wars fan. So if you have any questions, like just ask me. And no. I was like, okay, that sounds great. I'm excited. So The Force Awakens was like me trying to be a Star Wars fan. Don't even know what that one is. I get, I, I yeah. can't tell you how many times I've, if you look through my phone's Google history, Star Wars lineage has been Googled. Every time there's a new one that comes out, I will Google that like 10 times because I get so confused. And it's embarrassing. We, we get there in about like 30 minutes into the movie. Stop. Harrison Ford runs on screen and you lean over to me and you go, it's Luke Skywalker. Shut up. <laughs> and I and I was like crying, <laughs> laughing in my popcorn. Stop. Because I thought that was the funniest I still remember thing. that night. I still remember that's what I was I realized wearing. I was dating a liar. Yeah. We were also in my hometown. Yeah. And we went to the rave theater in Daphne. And I remember my glasses, my outfit, the picture you took of me afterwards. It's just they, a great time. It's okay. Fine. 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 You found you found out my secret. So I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the Mandalorian to test my theory that I'm not a Star Wars fan as much as I am the Last Jedi fan. And I I also really loved Rogue One, which is also sure. not in the Skywalker. Okay. Saga. I support that, babe. I, I think that's okay. Okay. Thank you for supporting that. I, of course, I've supported all of it. You're amazing. You're so supportive. I am. Do you want to talk about what we're super into to wrap this up? Mm, yeah, I guess I can talk about, um, my goal is to finish Your Body Keeps the Score whenever we go down to visit family. Cool. And I'm getting a lot out of that book. It's very heavy, but I do recommend it. Um, 
if you want to dive into what trauma does to the body. <laughs> it's very intense, uh, but it's um, it's really good. I'm reading it very slowly. So yeah, Your Body Keeps the Score. I can't think of the name, but if you Google it, you should be able to find it pretty quickly. Cool. The author. Just one thing. You got a, uh, do you do you have another? No, I'm really enjoying that book I'm listening to on audio, A Place for Us. Okay. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's like uh, just about the dynamics of like um, this Indian family. It's fiction, which I'm trying to get more into. And a friend of mine gave me, I was like, hey, I need to read more fiction. And she's like, here's a stack of my favorites. Go for it. And so I got to this one and I'm going to be honest with you, the first 80 pages, like I had a really, I couldn't get into it. Hmm. And I I was like, nothing is sticking. And so I finally got into Audible for the first time and I was like, let me download this. And it's a woman with like an Indian accent. It's not the author, but like I'm retaining it so well. That's great. (laughs) I was trying to give you the look of like, hey, I'm about to sneeze. but Is I that what that look was? Yeah, I, I was like. Yeah, sometimes did you, you, give, see that? you give me a lot of looks. They all look really similar. <laughs> but and they're never intense. would I have been like, oh, that's her. I'm about to sneeze face. <laughs> about to sneeze. So, yeah, it's called A Place for Us. And it has taken a beautiful turn into, I mean, I'm afraid it's going to end sad. I'm a little bit worried about that. Hmm. But um, I'm, I've only got like a couple of hours left on the audio version. I think I'm going to finish it that way. And it's really touching and it just just it it dives into family relationships and as a kid the perception of like how your parents are treating you and your siblings like differently and how that affects you whenever you grow up and just how the kid that always misbehaves whenever they do something good it's like very celebrated but then a kid that's like a goody two-shoes that does something good all the time it's not as celebrated and kind of talking about that kid just like craving that celebration for doing the right thing and Mm. never receiving it um and then the other kid like falling out with his family and getting into drugs it's like it's very intense but family dynamics that you just you just don't even you just don't even realize are making a difference whenever you're growing up Hmm. yeah I i would say the thing i'm super into i mentioned on the podcast before but the fake doctors real friends podcast with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. You laugh out loud at that so much. I laugh out loud. I get more joy from that than most things. Yeah, I know. Because I grew up in... That show was my show in college. Like, I loved that show so much. I loved their relationship. I loved the story. I love... The Brendan Fraser episode is one of my favorite episodes of TV ever. Um, But they just started the season two. And it really is two best friends. Oh, season two. They're already on season two. of. They're already on season two of the show. How many episodes are in each season? 22 to 24. Oh, so, and they started, they do Tuesday and Friday releases, right? Tuesday and Thursday. They're going through it. They're going through it, yeah. But it is so fun to just watch these two people that obviously love each other very, very much just be homies. And it is, it gives me so much joy. Yeah, and you, you could benefit to watch the show with them but even if you don't they are so like we'll end up listening to the new episode on the road tomorrow yeah and i think you will see like why it gives me so much joy because it's legitimately just no like, i know i've heard some of it and i get it yeah it yeah. is just it gives me so much joy it makes me laugh so much i keep trying to read like i got um i got a couple of books that i thought would like help like fill my mind and like push me to like you know 
be inspired, but I realize that like my heart just can't handle much more negativity than it's carrying right now in the world. So you need some positive. I need some input. positive because yeah. like, I think that we value just, and I don't know, I have no like way to back this up, but I think that we take sad art more seriously, mm. but I think there's so much to benefit from yeah. happy, joyful art. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good observation. And I want to take in more good art, like happy art Yeah, because the world is just so bummed out right now. Yeah. That's a really good point. That like, I really want to celebrate while I want to celebrate beauty in a way that makes me smile, not, not in a way that makes me cry. So that's why I'm having a hard time finishing a book because everything I I ordered, I ordered whenever I was in a happier spot. And now that it's in, I'm like, oh, I'm super bummed reading that's, this. That's a good, that's a good realization, babe. Cool. Well, I love you unconditionally. I know. I'm excited about being in the car well. with you for six hours. Are we going to make it? I think we're going to make it back. Okay. Okay. Good luck. There's a picture of me over the bathroom sink It looks more distinct every morning It's got those lines in the face that get deeper every day I high-five me anyway because I'm just a late bloomer Coffee spooner, it's too early to tell And it's too late to change Doesn't matter.